This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I am Hunt Demarest, and today we're going to be talking about fixed expenses. More specifically, of fixed expenses, we're going to be talking today about advertising. Are you sick of seeing your techs roam around the shop instead of working on cars? I thought so. Shopware's streamlined digital communication makes it really easy for your team to work together and get approvals faster. Find out more about this and other things at GetShopware.com. I think this is a pretty good one here. This is one I get a lot. You know, questions all the time about fixed expenses. How much should I be spending on this? How much should I be spending on that? Do you think that I'm spending too much? Do you think that I'm spending too little? Do you think that I need to spend more in one area or another? And when it comes to advertising, this can be a really tricky question. It's not just as easy as looking at a percentage of sales or looking at a strict dollar amount and saying, hey, that's a good number, or you need to spend more, or you need to spend less. You need to say, it depends. Right. I mean, that's the only answer here is it depends. What are we trying to do here? What is our goal for the business? What are we trying to do in the next year, three years, five years? Because this is not something that is going to be the same answer today as it is next year. This is not going to be the same answer today as it is in six months. This is something that we need to constantly be looking at. And what we're going to kind of go down through today is how we look at this stuff, how we set these goals, how we analyze the performance of what we have going on right now and different things that we can do to possibly make this a little bit better. So let's talk about advertising. Advertising is the number one fixed expense for really one big reason. The reason is advertising for most people is the largest discretionary expense that you have in your business. And what I mean by that is right now in your shop, all of the expenses that you have to pay, health insurance, uh, garage keepers insurance, rent, utilities, any number of other expenses to go along there, office supplies, stuff like that. Those are mostly things that we don't really have a choice. Maybe we could save a couple of percentage points if we change vendors, but more or less we have to have it. We can't go without garage keepers insurance. We can't go out with some liability insurance. It would be very foolish to do that. And then something like utilities, we can't go without utilities. You could for a little bit, but I will tell you that if your shop is about 25 degrees, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of technicians showing up to work there. However, on the other hand, as advertising is something that is completely discretionary. As we'll talk about a little bit later on here, I have a lot of shops that don't spend a single cent on advertising. On the other hand, I have shops that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And how do we decide how much is right for your business? How do we look at this? How do we analyze this? And where should we be? And so if we go back to the original question that I kind of posed at the start of this episode is how much should you be spending on advertising? There's kind of a canned answer that I can give out. And if someone's just looking for a general guideline, sometimes it will be this. But that number is three to six percent of our sales. Three to six percent of sales is the industry standard. So if your shop is doing about a million dollars a year, the industry would say that, you know, by law of averages, you should be spending about thirty to $60,000 a year on advertising. But we can't just rely on this. It's not that easy. If you just go and you say, you know what, my shop is doing a million dollars a year. I'm going to spend right in the middle. I'm going to spend $45,000. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's not right. If I look at your financials, I'm not going to say, hey, this looks grossly out of whack. We're spending way too much 
or not spending anything at all, it's kind of in the sweet spot of what we kind of expect an average shop to be, but that might not be the right place for you. And how do we figure this out? What we need to do is we need to start looking into our advertising. And to do this, I'm going to kind of have an example here about a shop that's looking to start into advertising. This might be relevant for you, but you can kind of use this even if you are already doing some advertising right now as what you should be doing to kind of be able to answer these questions to make sure that what you are doing right now is in line with what you're trying to do. So the first thing we need to do when we start looking at doing advertising is we need to figure out first and foremost, what are we trying to do here? Are we a new business? Are we trying to drive sales? Are we trying to take our revenue from 600,000 to a million? Are we trying to go from a million to 2 million? Are we trying to really grow and scale this business? Or are we trying to maintain a business? Maybe you have a business that consistently does about 1.3, $1.4 million a year, and you don't really have a whole lot of space to go to $2 million. And what you're looking for is just some main, some maintenance advertising. You're not looking to go grow 30%, maybe 5 to 10%, looking to kind of replace maybe customers that are you know trading in their cars, moving away, whatever might happen. And we just need some maintenance advertising there to kind of maintain our client base and maintain our car count. You can see right there that we have two completely differing paths. If we're going down the path of growth, that's going to lead us to one option. If we're going down the path of maintaining, that's going to lead us to another option. And as you can probably imagine, those are probably going to be two very different budgets that we are going for. So first thing, we need to figure out what are you trying to do with your business? We're trying to grow this. We're trying to maintain this. The next thing that we need to do is we need to look at our sales funnel and we need to figure out what the pinch point in our sales funnel is. This is assuming that we're trying to grow. You can also use this if you're trying to maintain your business, but this is really more tailored towards a shop that's looking to grow the business. So what I mean with a sales funnel is I use this example a lot. I use this for gross profit. I use this for workflow, productivity, but it's a really cool example. And so the way to think about this is think about your business as a funnel. All of the sales come in the top of the funnel, and then ultimately, at the end of the day, profit comes out the bottom of the funnel. And if you're looking at this in the example of advertising, if we have all of our you know, prospective clients going into this funnel, what is the pinch point on this funnel? And a lot of times, it's not necessarily card count. So if you're trying to grow your sales, and you're looking at this, and you say, you know what, I have an okay card count. I have you know, a decent advertising working already, but the hurdle that I'm trying to get across is I don't have enough service advisors on a counter. Then right there, this exercise for advertising is completely over. You know, We might need to go back and relook at what we're doing here, but we cannot think about trying to throw even more sales into the sales funnel if our pain point is on the counter. If we don't have the proper people in place or the proper amount of people in place to even handle the current workload that's going on. Right now in today's environment, I think that that's probably the issue for a lot of shops. A lot of shops say, Hunt, I just need to get a handle and I need to get through this work that is already landing in my lap. I have customers coming in. I have a backlog of work. I can't get to all of it. And so right there, that's a great example of a shop that does not need to try and increase their advertising. If we try and increase our advertising and we already have a pinch point there in our production side of things, then what we're going to do is we're going to give a bad first impression and we're going to be spending a lot of money for no real tangible results. 
However, if we look at this pinch point, we say, you know what? We've got the processes and procedures down. Our sales team is doing great. The technicians are looking for work. They're very productive. We just need more cars in there. Then great. We can move on to the next step because we know that the sales funnel is not pinching the current car count that we have. We have plenty of work flowing down through here. We just need to get more work through the door and be able to kind of drive our sales even more. We all have bad days when we just turn to someone and ask, how the heck do I fix this? When that happens to you on the business side, which may not be your strong suit, you want someone quick and you want them to be clear. That's exactly what Dan Groen from Detroit Garage found when he peppered the folks at Shopware with questions about how to make the most of its shop management system. As he puts it, they continually solve the curveballs that we throw at them. With seven shops, Dan jokes that he is a demanding client, but that is a sign of a guy committed to his business. Even better, the Shopware support team met every challenge with, in Dan's words, impressive capabilities and vigor. No complaints, no hassles, just a commitment to help Dan through his day. As Dan says, we make each other stronger. Now that's a partnership that works. It is time. Visit GetShopware.com. Let's assume that, like I just said, that the car count is our pain point. The next question that you need to be asking yourself is how many cars do we want, right? Hey, we are at 50 cars a week right now. I need to go to 60 cars a week. Or I'm at 30 cars a week. I need to go to 35 cars a week. In a little bit here, we'll kind of do an example of how you can kind of figure out what those car counts are. But maybe in the back of your mind, you already have that number. If you do already have that number, then this is going to be something that's going to be able to kind of back into and build what we're trying to do here. And if you do have that number, you need to be open and honest when you're going to an advertiser. If you're going to a direct mail advertiser and you say, hey, I'm looking for 150 cars a month, then they're probably going to give you a certain budget that you're going to have to spend to meet that expectation. And if you go and you say, you know, for example, hey, I need an extra 150 cars a month. And the direct mail comes back and says, great, we can deliver those results. It's going to cost $10,000 a month. If I go to the advertiser and I say, no, 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 $10,000 is way too much money right now. I'm looking to spend around $5,000. Then I cannot be disappointed if the advertiser is not driving me the 150 cars that I want. We set that expectation. The advertiser was open and honest about us on this is what it would take to drive the amount of cars that you want. And if you're going to try and lower that amount, then obviously that's going to affect the net results. Another thing here is we got to figure out what we're trying to do as far as short term or long term. If we're trying to do short term, you know, short term would be something where, you know, let's say that you're in a seasonal place right now. For a lot of my shops where we get cold weather, just like we do here in Maryland, usually January, February and March are a little bit slower times of the year. If we got snow, then obviously things are shut down, but a lot of times people just don't want to go out and do stuff. In a situation like that, I have a lot of people that really ramp up the advertising in the first quarter of the year to try and offset this. In June, July, and August, maybe we do not need to do as much advertising then because people are already going around. We already have plenty of business and advertising really would be, again, driving sales that we don't necessarily need because our sales funnel is already full. Obviously, if we're going to do short-term advertising, that's going to kind of lead to us what type of advertising that we're doing. If I'm doing something short-term and I'm able to plan ahead, I could do still do something like direct mail marketing. You know, that's something that does take a couple months. And so if you're trying to do it for January, February, March, 
and you're in the planning stages back in September, then great, it's probably going to work fine. But if you're sitting here, you know, in the middle of February and you say, you know what, it's getting really slow. I need some cars right now for the short term. We probably need to look at a little bit more direct action type stuff, you know, possibly internal marketing, text marketing, SEO or Google AdWords, something like that that really drives some business pretty quickly. All of these different things have obviously very different cost amounts, but again, need to be taken into consideration. On the other side, we have longer terms. Right. If we're trying to consistently grow this business, if it's a brand new business, if we're trying to take over a business and scale it, then this is probably some sort of commitment that we're going to be looking to do on the longer term. We have plenty of time. We're able to go through a couple different rounds of direct mail marketing. We're able to kind of build our Google AdWords to you know build on itself and possibly put a bigger budget on there and really fine tune it in and really drive some long term growth here and really some long term results. Obviously, longer term solutions is going to be more work for the advertiser, possibly be more work for you as the business owner, and most likely going to cost some more there as well. So again, we're still asking questions here. So if you don't know what you're trying to do with your end game here, we're not even going to be able to answer the basic question of am I spending enough money on advertising or am I spending too much money on the advertising? So we're still trying to answer the question. We're still trying to figure out what we really need for our business. So let's say we figured out the advertising. We figured out the budget. We talked to the advertisers. We have a good feeling on it. And you know what? Right now we are doing exactly what we need to be doing. And I think it's delivering the results. Now, what we need to do is we need to analyze the marketing and really figure out, are we getting value out of this? Hey, you know what? I figured out that I needed to spend X amount of dollars to drive the car counts that I want. Now let's figure out if we really are getting that value of what we're paying for here. So as a general rule of thumb, you need about two times the sales to cover the cost of advertising. And what I mean by that is if you use, if you spend $3,000 a month on advertising, you're going to need about $6,000 in, in sales just to cover that $3,000 in advertising cost. Now, you might be saying here, Hunt, if I have an extra $6,000 of sales coming in there and I spent $6,000 on advertising, isn't that just a wash? Isn't that at least covering itself at that point? But what you're ignoring here is there's a lot of direct expenses associated with those sales. The average gross profit margin or an ideal gross profit margin for a shop is right around 50%. That means that if I have $6,000 of sales come in, on average, about $3,000 of that would go to my parts, would go to my service advisor, would go to my shop supply cost, and go to my technician. Only $3,000 or half of that $6,000 will be left over to cover fixed expenses and more specifically cover the advertising. So if I'm spending $3,000 a month and it's driving my sales $4,000, it's not even paying for itself. If I'm spending $3,000 a month and it's driving in $8,000 of sales, then it's exceeding what it's costing me and I'm actually ending up ahead. Now, another way that you can also look at this, because it's not going to be probably very easy to figure out specifically how much sales dollars these advertisers are driving in, is a lot of people analyze this based on cars. A lot of people are tracking the source report and figuring out where these new customers are coming from. And this would allow us to kind of figure out what we need. 
And so in order to take that $6,000 in sales example and break it down into car count, what we can do is we can take that $6,000 in sales that we need and divide that by our average repair order. And if I take that $6,000 in sales needed to cover this and I divide it by my ARO, I will get the amount of new cars they need to drive on a monthly basis. And so let's use for this example of an average repair order of $500. If my average repair order is $500 and I need $6,000 in extra sales, that means that I need to drive 12 new customers in on a monthly basis. If I know that I'm driving 12 new cars in on a monthly basis, then that advertiser is essentially paying for themselves. If this advertiser is driving in 10 new cars on a monthly basis, again, it's below that $6,000 threshold. It's below the 12 cars that I need, probably not covering itself there. If it's driving in 20 new cars a month, then I know I'm definitely meeting my expectation and I'm most likely exceeding it as well. So now that we start analyzing this stuff, what happens if we take a look at this and the numbers are above what we need, right? So let's use that same example again. I spent $3,000, I need $6,000 of advertising, and lo and behold, this advertiser's really been doing an awesome job for me and is driving on average about $10,000 in new sales on a monthly basis. What do we do there? So the first thing we need to look at is kind of go back and reevaluate our expectations or reevaluate our goals. Do we have the capacity to do more? Hey, you know what? It's been going so well. I got another technician. You know what? I need to drive this even more. If I need to drive this even more, then I say maybe if I'm spending $3,000 and this is generating me $10,000, I'm going to go back to that advertiser and say, well, hey, if I give you $6,000, will you drive me $20,000 in sales? I have the capacity to handle this. Let's see how well we can scale this. Now, there's something called the law of diminishing returns, meaning at some point you're not going to be able to spend the same amount of money and get the same results out of it. What that means that if I spend $3,000, I get back $10,000. If I spend $30,000, I'm most likely not going to get $100,000. At some point, you probably have saturated the market and it's probably not going to be able to deliver you the results that you need. But again, it depends on the advertising. It depends on the advertiser. And this is, again, a conversation that you want to be having with them. You also might be looking at this and saying, you know what? I wanted to spend $3,000. I was looking to drive it at least 6000 to kind of cover this. It's delivering me $10,000. And you know what? This is a sweet spot. This is right where I need to be. My sales team is working effectively. My production staff is not overwhelmed. They have a good log of work. And you know what? This is a sweet spot. If you're in a good spot, then we just leave it alone. We don't leave it alone forever, but for the time being, we are okay. We don't need to do anything else. Now, let's go to kind of the last option if we're still, you know, if we're above where we need to be. Do we need to crank this back a little bit, right? So let's say that same example, it's driving us $10,000 in sales and we're overwhelmed by that. We're still looking for another person or maybe we're physically limited by space. Maybe I need to step back a little bit on that advertising. You know, it, it's it's kind of, uh, you feel a little bit bad about doing this because the advertiser's doing a great job. And so it's not necessarily that I'm trying to take money out of their pocket, but they're just driving more work than we know what to do with. That's not necessarily always a good problem. It leads to some hard conversations. It leads to turning people away. And then ultimately, I've seen it before, it leads to kind of substandard work sometimes because we're trying to do too much with not enough time. 
So sometimes it is too good to be true. We need to just say, you know what? This is driving me $10,000 of sales. Let's crank this back down. I'm going to spend about $2,000 a month, hoping it'll end around that $8,000 mark because that's really going to be a good sweet spot for me. Now, these numbers that I'm using are obviously completely abstract, and I'm using a $3,000 figure, but this works for any level of advertising. You know, the 50%, the double, whatever you're spending on is a very good target. It's going to be a constant in most people's, maybe a little bit high, maybe a little bit low for your specific shop. But these are all kind of the ideas that you need to be running through and you need to be talking about. If you don't understand this stuff, if you don't know what your numbers are and you don't know how to go down through this, this is where you really need to be relying on an accountant. Is it me that needs to be do it? No, not at all, right? But this is something that I would be going and talking to your accountant if you don't understand how to crunch some of these numbers. Um, it's not something that's uh, that the person needs to be specifically interested or well-versed in the automotive side. This is stuff that they should be able to go down through and, and help you get that gross profit number, let you know what these percentages are, and let you get the information that you need to make the right decisions here. Now, what happens if we take a look at this and the advertiser is not delivering what we're expecting, right? So if we're at $3,000 spend and it's delivering me about $4,500 worth of work, I'm not going to be too happy. Now, what I need to do is I need to take a look at this and I need to figure out if I need to meet my expectations first and foremost, right? So if I'm doing this and I just started a direct mail campaign, I talked to the advertiser, they kind of told me what they were going to be able to deliver. And this is the first month of it. And I take a look and I say, you know what? I read the source report. I calculated the sales based on this campaign. And it's just not driving enough sales. The first thing we need to say is, do we need to wait? Maybe it has not been enough time. If you start a direct mail campaign and a lot of other mailers and stuff like that, it's not going to happen overnight. A lot of advertisers will make you sign a contract for three, six months or possibly longer. And it's not that they're trying to lock you in there. It takes time and you need to give them time to do their job. So that's the first thing. Do we need more time? Next thing is, do we need to address the issue, right? Do we need to look into this and we need to say, you know what, time out. For whatever reason, this advertise is not working. Maybe the wordage is weird on this. Maybe the subset of areas that we're trying to target is not an ideal demographic. Possibly we need to tweak this a little bit. Now, the last option on here is maybe we just need to stop. You know, there's some advertising that works for one person, but it doesn't work for another person. For one of my shops in downtown Boston, his advertising is going to be vastly different than one of my shops in rural Kansas. And some of these things you just don't know until you try it. Most people that have been in business 30, 40 years and have had experience with advertising, they figured out what works for their shop. They figured out what works for their shop, their area, and their target clientele. And they're probably not using a shotgun approach on advertising. They've probably narrowed into one vein or one type of advertising that really works and gives them the most bang for their buck when they spend their money there. However, if you're a bit newer to the advertising space and your business hasn't been advertising in the past, you might have to use the shotgun approach with the end in mind that, you know what, some of these probably just aren't going to work as well as others. And I'm using this to figure out what's the best course of action for my business. One big thing, though, that I need to stress, and I cannot stress this enough, is you cannot do any of this if you are not tracking lead sources. You don't know how many times I've had this conversation where one of my clients has called me up 
and help them go down through this exact situation. We talk about different kinds of vendors. They say, hey, I'm spending $800 with vendor X, Y, and Z. And so I say, perfect. Here's the target that we need to hit on this. How many cars did that vendor come in? I'm not sure. I think maybe three or four. And I go back and I say, what do you mean you think three or four? I don't know. I think my service advisor said a couple guys have been talking about it when they came in. And a lady said that that's where she saw it as well. But they have no sort of tracking on this. We can't do this stuff by feel. If you do this by feel, you're going to always err on the side of spending more money because you're just not entirely sure what's working. We need to have a very good tracking list and we need to have a very good lead source list so that we can use that to go down through here and pick and choose and fine tune this. So what I want to give to you is, is actually a real answer to the original question of how much money should my shop be spending on advertising? And the answer I'm going to give you is 2.8% of sales. And you might say, Hunt, well, it all depends, right? It all depends on what size your shop, what you're trying to do here, where you are and all that above. You're exactly right. But 2.8% of sales is the average of all of my shops. So we work with about 600 or so shops on a monthly basis, and we track a number of data points and compare our shops to each other and really give us a lot of information so that we can say, you know what, this is not an industry standard. This is really what people are doing. This is what the top shops are doing. This is what the effective shops are doing and really giving some hard information on that. So if my shops on on average are spending about 2.8% of their sales on advertising, What I noticed when I dove into those numbers is I really had people in two distinct categories. The first category spends spends virtually zero on advertising. Almost half my shops have no real advertising budget. Now, they might have smaller advertising budgets, sponsoring some softball teams, you know, kids sports teams, um, you know, buying stuff from local communities and stuff that they consider advertising but no large-scale formal marketing or advertising plan. Um, On the other end of things, the other half of my clients are spending on average about 5 to 6% of their sales. So if they're spending 5 to 6% of their sales, these are probably growing shops. These are probably shops trying to take their business to the next level. Now, it doesn't mean that my shops that are spending no money on advertising are not trying to grow as well. But a lot of these people have been around for a while. Their shop has a really strong reputation, and most of their new referrals come as word of mouth. If you're a shop that has a strong referral database, that you have a strong reputation, and you're getting a lot of good customers from word of mouth, then you're in a very, very good spot because you're essentially getting free advertising. In a lot of ways, word of mouth and referrals are the best kind of advertising that you can get. It's real life examples, most likely a friend talking to another friend and someone that they probably trust. A lot of times these are also people that don't have a ton of competition. So maybe you're in an area where you're the only game in town. And when I say only game in town, there might be other shops in your area or other shops in surrounding areas but they aren't really truly a competition to you. You've been able to stand out. You've been able to set yourself apart from the rest and say, you know what, this is the go-to spot. Everyone knows about us and they will find us if they need us. Now, the other side of things, I have you know, the ones that spend 5 to 6%. Like I mentioned before, almost all of these shops want to grow. If you don't want to grow, then you probably don't need to spend that much on advertising. 
a lot of these are also newer shops, right? They're trying to kind of compete with the older shops in town, the legacy business. They're trying to get their names out there and they're trying to imprint their footprint in their market. But a lot of these shops also have strong competition. I have a lot of shops that are in areas where if they're not advertising, they're going to be forgotten about. Major metropolitan areas, major populated areas, or just areas that have a ton of other shops, you're going to need to be advertising so that you can keep in front of your customer base, keep yourself in front of prospective customers. Now, what I want to do here is give you a little bit of homework on this. What I want you to do is I want you to sit down and take a look at your numbers and figure out if you're in a good spot. What I want you to do first is I want you to take a look at your overall percentage and I want you to say, does this match your goals? So if you go and you say, "Hun, I'm looking at my numbers right now and I'm spending 8% of my sales on advertising, what I would go back to and I would say, does that match your goals? Are you trying to really grow this business? Because it might be 8% of your sales right now, but when you reach the level that you want to be, maybe that's at 5% of your sales. For example, if we're looking here and I say, you know what, I'm spending $80,000 a year on advertising and my sales are only $800,000, I'm spending 10% of my sales on my advertising budget. However, if I'm sitting here saying, you know what, I have an $800,000 a year shop right now, I'm trying to take it to $1.6 million, then my percentage probably makes sense. I'm really trying to grow this business and my overall advertising percentage will become in line once I meet my goals. However, in that same example, if I'm looking at that shop and I'm saying, hey, I'm spending $80,000 a year or 10% of my sales on advertising, and I have more work than I know what to do with, then I'm spending a ton of money for no real results. The guys are driving me in business. They're driving me in cars and I'm turning people away. So essentially, I'm lighting that $80,000 on fire and possibly even worse. I'm possibly even leaving some bad impression for those customers that I might need in the future when things do get slow. So once you look at the overall percentage and figure out if it's in line with what you're trying to do here, next thing that I want to do is I want want you to go down through your individual vendors. Are your individual vendors delivering? Because even if your overall percentage is correct and you're using five different methods of advertising or five different advertisers, more than likely there's probably areas that you can kind of condense that. You would probably look at it and say, you know what? These three are doing an awesome job. That fourth one is still on the fence. I got to figure out. Might be a little bit too early on that. But you know, this fifth one just didn't work out. I tried it. Doesn't work in my area. I gave it enough time. It's just not going to work. I'm going to cut that one out. So these are the things that we need to do. We need to take a look at. We don't want to be spending more money than we need to. And the same flip side, we're not trying to nickel and dime ourselves and shoot ourselves in the foot if we're really trying to grow here. So to wrap up on this one, you know, the overall thing that I want you to remember is is advertising budget, advertising expense, advertising spend is not an easy answer, and it leads to a lot of other questions. If we can't answer those other questions, then we can't truly answer the overall question of how much money should we be spending. The next thing that we need to do here is we need to make sure we need to make sure that we're analyzing are our goals in line with our solutions. Right. Just like we were talking about before, are the percentages in line with what we're trying to do here? Does it make sense for my business? And lastly, on here, we need to keep in mind that we need to be constantly analyzing and constantly tweaking this. This is not something that I'm going to do once and I'm never going to do again. I'm probably going to do this at least two to three times a year, possibly even a little bit more. 
I would say in a perfect world, I'm probably going to take a look at this, at least maybe on a softer side on a quarterly basis, even if nothing more, just to check in and just to make sure that things are going the way that we've planned. Also, we need to make sure that our goals haven't changed on a quarterly basis. What I'm trying to do now might not be the same thing that I'm trying to do in July based on what I'm trying to do personally, based on what my team is doing, based on a lot of things that are going around. So we need to be constantly analyzing this and tweaking this. So I hope that this is useful for you. I hope that you got some tools that you can kind of take back and use for your own numbers here and maybe even got you some different ways to look at this to allow you to kind of analyze this and run your business a little bit smarter. So I want to thank you again for listening. And as a reminder, like this, subscribe this, give us a five-star rating, and most importantly, share this with your friends. You know, this is something that I think everyone needs to hear. I love to share my knowledge. I love to give people advice. I love to give people different ways to take a look at their numbers and hopefully ultimately at the end of the day, understand the financial side of their business better. Also, if you have questions on this, ideas, or if you even possibly want to be a guest on a future episode, please feel free to email me at podcast at parmelis.com. If you need a link on that, that email will be linked there in the show notes. I think that's enough for today. I appreciate you guys joining me. Again, I am Hunt Demarest, and thank you for joining me on Business by the Numbers. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.